0: 7.55 is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty is on the air now. Hey, welcome back to 7.55 is real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer at The Athletic, and I'm with my co-host, former Braves reliever, Eric O'Flaherty. What's up, Eric? What's up, Dave? Uh, Not much, man. Um, Well, a lot, actually. The uh, Braves got a 13-1 win last night against the Mets which you don't see many games like that between these teams anymore. I mean, that was a – and and I think the Braves really needed it as the – not not a statement, but just to feel good about how this, this series starts. They came in on a six-game winning streak, extended that to seven. But most importantly, it was just a week and a half ago that they dropped four out of five up in New yeah. York, really did not play well at all, and didn't pitch well at all. So last night, I thought to get five innings from Strider on a night when he – to come back from an hour rain delay, you don't see that much anymore, especially from a young kid who they care a lot about. But he went and threw an inning, a simulated inning during the rain delay, stayed, got, stayed warm, and came back out and really put together a good outing. You know, So it's good for him to come back out and, and finish with a nice outing. Uh, five innings of one-run ball against the Mets. And the offense just exploded against Carrasco and then against their bullpen.
1: Yeah, well, you saw why pitchers hate doing that you know, Carrasco pulling his side, whatever he did. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's just – it's a really hard thing to do. Um, I, th- it was, I thought it was smart that didn't push his pitch count after having him sit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you get all this adrenaline and you get going and as long as you keep that sweat going, your body keeps feeling good. But when you crank it up that much and then sit for a while, you start trying to move again. I think yeah. it's easier for younger guys. But when guys in their 30s try to do that, it's like – the signal's just not there. Your body yeah. just doesn't respond, and you just keep feeling stiff. But I mean, you got to get hitters out, so you still got to you know get on it the same way. And I mean, you saw right there why why guys hate those rain delays. I'm sure it helped that he's so conscious
0: of everything about his body and the plyometrics yeah. and the stretching and all that crazy. The really the he's a, you know rubber band man from all reports on people who've stretched with him. So yeah. I, I'm sure he stayed warm, stayed hydrated. And like I said, pitched an inning plus another five or six inning after he went down, pitched a an inning, struck out everybody, took a little break, and then pitched another five, made another five or six pitches before he we went back in the game. So, and yeah. Snit said they were told that it was going to be dissipated pretty quickly. That it, that they, He said otherwise they would have probably shut him down, but yeah. they knew it was going to be by pretty quick. So it was a 55-minute delay, and he'd had an extra couple, three days rest. He had eight days rest, I think, since his last start, so. Which was against the Mets, right? Yeah, um, so that was why they uh, uh, opted to do it, and it worked because they saved the pin, didn't have to, you know, use an extra guy, and uh, came through it really well. Because cons- all things considered, but the just just the encouraging signs from the offense last night. Yeah. Acuna really starting to put together good at bats and has been now for a week and a half. Uh, Dansby had gone through a little slump on the road. He had three hits last night, three RBIs. He got home runs from Contreras, Rosario, and, uh, oh, the big one, from th- three-run shot from Darno in his first game back after missing yep. seven games. That was huge. So just a lot of good things about that game for the Braves last night to open a series, an important series. They cut the lead to to uh, four and a half games rather than go up to six and a half games, you know, with four yeah. left in the series. So it's a, it was just a really important game, I thought.
1: Well, yeah, and if they can – I mean, if you sweep them, that send ain't them out, out of – I I know. got Scherzer, Scherzer I know, and DeGrom but, coming up. But, like not, I, but I hear you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The, the pressure you can put on them with having a good series here. I mean, more than likely, you know, you feel like you want to get one of these next two, if possible, and, and send them out up three. But if you could be up –
0: Four games series. Game series. Oh, so next, next –
1: yeah, yeah, four. So, if you could take two or three. Yeah. Uh, you and then three and out then of four games, Three man, or four and – I mean, you could put some pressure on them with this series. It's, no doubt. You know, it's you know, you kind of send a message beating them thirteen to one or whatever. But it's nothing like losing four out of five. You know, it's not like yeah. oh, we got them back, we're even. They got a lot more work to do. But if they can do some damage in this series, the whole thing's just putting that pressure on them, not letting them get comfortable. If they walk out of here and take three out of four, yeah, they feel like they got the division wrapped up.
0: Especially with Scherzer and Degrom starting half those games. Yeah. Um, and they got the Braves. Uh, something to keep an eye on is Thursday, of course. Everybody's uh, eagerly anticipating who that's going to be. Thursday is TBD. Could be freed. Could be right. It's going to be freed if he's passed from the concussion protocols, which I think he will be. You know, he's, that's about the time, good time frame for him to come back from that, and without having him to go down and have to make a. Rehab start or anything like that, just slot right in there. Gives him an extra rest, which is probably good for him having that little bit extra rest. That helped him last year. A couple of incidents where he had that. So, um, if they can get him back for that, that would be big for that uh, series finale on Thursday. So tonight you got Charlie Morton going against Taiwan Walker, who the Braves actually knocked around last week. If you remember, he was the one guy they really knocked around up in New York. So they got to have some confidence going up against him.
1: Yeah, he's been. I mean, he's. He's been good for them, but he's not in that you know, Scherzer to Grom tier at all. Yeah. Um, or even Bassett. Even Bassett. Bassett's been really good. I mean, it's you look at the Mets and it makes sense why they're where they are. They're starting yeah. pitching, Diaz closing, but yeah. getting that one last night's huge. Just to it, the biggest thing for me was Strider talking shit and then backing it up.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. There were some good post-game quotes about that. You know, Strider obviously has heard a whole lot about it from a uh-huh. lot of people since then. And he got the guy's got a great personality, and it came through because rather than get all defensive, which some guys would do and not handle it well at all and go, you took it out of context, what I said. I didn't mean he was funny about it. And you got, again, it, it's just a really good sign about what kind of kid this is, that at his age, he's not. Trying to pass the buck or revisionist history or blame others for something he said. He's owning up to it. He goes, Yeah. You know. He said, Yeah, I needed my chamomile tea after that game. They didn't have it in the clubhouse <laughs> in New York. He said I was frustrated and uh it basically said I said some things I, I regret saying, you know. Yeah, and that's what it what, what he basically said, but he but he made light of it, you know. I, I just thought he handled it terrific. Now, maybe if he'd have got knocked around last night, he wouldn't have handled it so great. But I thought he said all the right things when we asked him about it afterwards. Um, He said, uh, yeah, I talked. Somebody said, well, you you talked the talk after that last game, but you walked the walk tonight. He goes, he laughed. And he said, yeah, I talked the talk. It was not exactly (laughs) what I was trying to convey after that game. I definitely needed my chamomile tea. I didn't have that in the clubhouse in New York. Yeah, I was frustrated. Like I said earlier, they're a pesky team, and they get, and they just grind at bats. They don't strike out. They don't swing and miss, and that's kind of how I pitch. So they're sort of the opposite of me. I knew it, and I didn't make an adjustment last week, so I chalked that up to them. When you put the ball in play that much, things will go your way a lot of time you've got to still hit the ball hard on occasion. And they do. I just sort of leaned into it a little bit, just expected that kind of stuff to happen. Didn't expect to strike a lot of guys out talking about last night, facing them. Yeah. So just wanted to get ahead, fill up the zone. So he he just handled it perfectly.
1: Well, he did too. I mean, he was, he was pounding the zone early on and they still were able to have a 20 something pitch first inning against him. Yeah. Just battling. I mean, first hitters, fouling balls off. Um, But, you know, just for me, when I see a guy say that, I never had the balls to really criticize another team in the media because it puts a target on your back. Yeah. And it becomes a thing. And then you get in a little trouble in that first inning. You can get distracted and think, is this because of what I said? Or are they, yeah. are they you know, how are they going to respond? if I? Can? And it, it turns into a distraction versus it's just hard enough to pitch. But, you know, knowing he did that on accident, hearing his quotes and stuff, it's still there. And he yeah. handled it perfectly. He went out and he made his adjustment, stuck to his game plan. He didn't get wrapped up in that moment where, I mean, I'm sure if the Mets would have started raking him, you were going to see some antics and, and you know, they, they wanted to get his ass yesterday and he just stuck yeah. to his game.
0: Yeah. He pitched uh five innings, which was something considering the rain delay. And yeah. what you just said, more than 20 pitches in the first inning. Uh, it's about 40, 42, I think in the first two innings, I have to go back and look at yeah. the score sheet, my scorebook. Um, Five innings, three hits, one run, one walk, four strikeouts.
1: Yep.
0: it's a nice line. I mean, he didn't try to strike everybody out. Just went out there, knowing, made an adjustment for that team, and uh, good outing. He's got a 304 ERA right now. they got seven and four. Uh, he's been terrific since moving to the five holes. Been, he and Harris have been – Harris, I would say, has probably been the biggest key to the turnaround, all he's done. But uh, Strider has been a big part of it, too, because he moved to the rotation, remember, right when they took off in June. Just, yep. like, just like when Harris, Harris
1: got or, called up. That's Harris what I was going to ask you is who you giving the rookie of the year to if it ended? Well, Harris. if it keeps up like this, me too.
0: Harris. I think it'd be close to unanimous right now. I really do. And I, think I, think I think it should. And I think Strider right now would probably be second. Yeah. You know, there's going to be some other guys that give votes. Uh, a couple of Chicago guys that got off that were with the team early. So they've got put up some bigger uh, counting numbers. But as far as slash lines and and especially the clutch hitting, oh, my God. Michael yes. Harris, I couldn't believe some stats when I was looking him up last night. His number's in close and late situations. It's unreal. And I'm talking about against everybody. He's hit like 414. He's got like over a 1,300 OPS, like 29 ABs. He's got the highest OPS of any major league player who has at least 10 at-bats in close and late situations, any major leaguer.
1: It's such a good sign that he gets better. Youngest you know, he gets better majors. under pressure that ball yeah. he hit in Miami lefty lefty. I mean, never seen the guy 99 mile an hour fastball insane. I mean, he keeps, you know, so many guys, when you hear you're getting 99 from a lefty that just can't help but bail and you throw a bad pitch and nobody wanted to give him credit. You know, they're like, Oh, it was center cut. You know, anybody can hit that. No, nobody can hit that. Yeah. Not like that. Not 420 to opposite field. To your point. Nah, no, I in the
0: game notes last night on that home run, 99 mile an hour fastball from Tanner Scott, lefty Tanner Scott, out to left center. Harris was drivers the fifth of season that either his fifth of season that either tied the game or put the Braves ahead. But listen to this one since 2008, only one other left handed hitter homered the opposite way against a pitch as hard as that from a left. <laughs> Rafael Devers, 102.8 off as Chapman to left center at Yankee Stadium in 2017. That is the only guy.
1: Thank since you. 20,
0: 2008. Also, since twenty oh eight, there have been two thousand five hundred and seven pitches at ninety nine or higher from a lefty pitcher to a lefty hitter. Two home runs. Those two hit the other way like that.
1: I'm telling uh, you, you know, like the ball Freddie hit off a hater last year. Yeah. It's like you, yeah. when you see that, you, especially for me as a lefty pitcher, it's just like phew, that doesn't happen. It didn't it's happen right. at ninety three. <laughs>
0: Yeah, in fact, in the same time frame since 08, only three other lefties homered against the pitch as hard from a lefty to any part of the stadium, even pull shots.
1: Well, and that's that's the thing, though, is, you know, if it's – the pull shot you would think would be a little easier because you would expect a guy to cheat against a pitch that fast. Right. And that's why the velocity is so effective in the first place because then they're cheating to get to your fastball. You throw the slider but to stay in there on it and drive it the other way 99. Yeah. I don't care if it's on a T. I mean it's just so fast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean that's a that's some crazy strength and and uh hand, the the, the back quick, the bat speed, the hand quickness, the hand eye is so it's off unreal. the charts with this kid, man. Off the charts. He's a strong kid and he's got great bat speed. He's just, and, and obviously has a terrific eye. I mean, yeah. uh, I'd like to know what his vision is, you know, what he, what he tested at that <laughs> spring training thing, because I know Chipper was like 2015 for I think his entire career, even at the end of his career, still 2015. He doesn't even wear glasses. He's got like readers finally, Chipper yeah. does at the 50. But <laughs> He just you feels know, elegant in those But things. his vision was still like 2015 <laughs> at the end of his yeah. career. Ted Williams famously was like 2015, 2010, whatever the the most extreme that you can be. I mean, the greatest hitters all have that. You got to be able to pick up balls, pick up spin, see that red dot, all that, you know, but. uh,
1: There's got to be something special about you to hit that pitch. You don't run into that.
0: And they also, didn't you guys, didn't they, when you were with the Braves already start that depth uh, testing, they did visual depth testing?
1: Maybe. Maybe. And they did a lot of weird tests, but
0: uh, maybe the pitchers didn't do all the same tests the other guys did, but they did some kind of visual depth testing, like to test your, you know, how you could judge depth going out. They had some sophisticated testing for that. I was told that when Andrew did it, it was like off the charts how good his was, Andrew
1: Jones. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. We, they do so many tests in spring training. It's like, you know, you're adjusting to a different time zone or different sleep schedule. You just kind of wander through all that, and then yeah. most of the time, none of it comes back for anything. Right? <laughs> like, right. You have the weakest grip strength in camp. Go get them this year. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's <laughs> never like, hey, you know, let's work yeah. on your form. Mm-hmm. They're just testing just to have the information. Right. So, yeah, I don't remember. I know we did vision testing and we did hearing testing and all this different testing, but it seemed like nothing ever came of any of it. But if a guy has, you know, like crazy vision or something like that, he'd get around camp.
0: The, uh, yeah, that's why I laugh when people say, you know, when a guy gets some kind of an injury early and like a visual, like a
1: Rosario's
0: thing with his eye and all that, it's like, why didn't they test for that? I'm like, man, if you guys knew the testing they do at spring training, (laughs) if it was the problem when spring training, before spring training, it would have been exactly caught things happen, you know, things develop quickly, but
1: yeah, those physicals take like two hours. I mean, they do everything.
0: They devote like a whole day, at least they used to, you know, to doing them. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. So, big game last night. And then, uh, I, I, like I said, Dan's getting the three hits, two of them, you know, runners the scoring position. He's like, uh, remains so good. And I did something today. I talked to Dan's before the game last night because I, I, I we talked about after, uh, after the kid Von Grissom's first game, he, uh, he got a hug from Dansby on the field of Fenway, like first guys that, that hugged him. And, you know, I just wanted to talk to Dansby alone last night and just kind of ask him, you know, is there some kind of awkwardness? He's your double play partner right now, but you know, you, you don't understand the situation. You know what people are saying, that he's the one that could replace you next yeah. year. And Dansby, you know, of course handled it like you would expect Dansby to handle it. And, and he was sincere. I could tell he was sincere. He said, man, because was that told the kid the first day that he was up. He said, we this is all about us winning, winning. and that's yeah. all that matters. That's all that matters. And he goes, if you got anything you need to talk about, I'm here for you, man. You want to talk about baseball, life, anything? Ask me. I'm here. So he made the kid immediately feel good. Yeah. Whereas it could have been a total opposite. He could have been a veteran prick going, I know you're here to take my job, and really not said anything or said the minimum to the kid, or just had that kind of look to him. You know that? Yeah,
1: you ain't shit.
0: Right. That could have in the game made the kid feel like apprehensive yeah. or, you know, worried more about what Dansby's thinking than what he should be, focused entirely on the ball and on the pitch, you know. And so I just thought that was pretty big of Dansby to to, to, to let him know off the right off the right off the jump that uh, you know, this, this isn't about next year. This is about right now winning and us winning in October. So glad well, you're I mean, here. And anything I can do to help.
1: He's gotta convince himself of that too. I mean, I know he sees it and he knows the situation, but If you start buying into that and getting wrapped up in it, you know, it always be for me, it always be you get to spring training and there's just two other lefties in camp, you know, trying to take your job or you're competing with one of them for a job or whatever it is. And you feel the energy, you know, especially when when you're the, the guys whose job they want. And it's like, you know, you can you can play into the game and you can get wrapped up in it and check the box score when they pitch and see, you know, oh shit. I would know, say Paco or somebody he went he went an in inning with three strikeouts you know I got to go do better and you you can get so distracted with all that shit or you can go out of your way and make them comfortable and be the bigger person and then it's just done and then when you go over and you compliment them and say god dang man your slider's dirty yeah it's crazy when you make somebody comfortable and you don't play that game how quick it all just fizzles out and they're like okay this guy's awesome you know maybe maybe i don't hate him anymore you know i'd love to take his job but he's a good dude and all of a sudden that tension's gone you just go play baseball but what i'm saying is when you feed into that negative energy it it, it, yeah. it, it you absorb it too you know and it, it 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 changes how you play and it affects how you play um, when you're around people that have been in the game long enough they know that if, look dansby knows if he goes out and puts up his numbers <laughs> he's getting paid Sure, he yeah. wants to be here. If it works out, it works out. But instead of let it be an, a, a distraction, you just embrace it, make this guy comfortable, focus on winning. And then your personal focus is on winning too, just by sending that message. You believe your own message.
0: Yeah. And Shoemaker, Braden Shoemaker said the same thing last year when I talked to him at minor league camp, actually, this year before, uh, during the lockdown, when I talked to him at minor league camp. He said, I asked him, is there anybody that, you know, has helped you out, worked you out? He said, Brad, is the best, man. He goes, that guy comes up to me. Uh, during during uh, early spring training games, Braden Shoemake was with them the, the previous year and uh, great for good games. And he said, I come out of the game, Dansby sits down between every innings and talks to me and everything. He said, Dansby was awesome working with him, you know, another shortstop prospect. Um, but I was just talking to him about Grissom, you know, and, and Grissom's got this personality. He's kind of magnetic and uh, yep. dynamic and the, the smile, the good looks and all that. And, it's
1: got a lot uh, that Dansby has.
0: <laughs> right. And, uh, it, you know, it, Dansby we said, when he first got up, he was just asking me some things. I said, listen, brother, as long as your actions and intent is aligned with us winning, nothing matters but that. Like, that's it. And if your actions and intent aren't aligned with that, then we'll have a conversation about that. But this has everything to do with right now, us playing well, to be able to give us, to help us give ourselves a chance come October.
1: And that's a leader, you know? I mean, it's it, it's like you said, if if he was a prick to him and just, you know, Giving him the cold shoulder and not not telling him everything and being short with him, yeah, the guy's gonna be like, "What? The fuck's Dansby's problem?" Right. You know, I'm right. worrying about that, and it's 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 crazy how people's energy, especially teammates' energy, can distract you in a game where if they do their best to just make you feel comfortable and make that focal point winning, and all you're focusing on winning, your numbers take care of themselves.
0: And I asked him about him. I go, I, I got you he's played a solid second base considering he only played their seven games this year in the minors right dance because he's a great athlete So anybody that's yeah. a good athlete with some baseball savvy to him they're gonna obviously be able to perform just fine talking about yeah. middle infielders you know moving over or whatever um going back to Grissom he's hit 429 nine for 21 in uh his six games since he's been up he's got Couple homers, three walks, four RBIs, 13 10 OPS in six games. Yeah. Uh, It's now seven games. It's, he scored at least one run in every game. This kid is, uh, if there are any questions about whether he's ready, I I know it's early, but I think he's pretty much answered them. I mean, he could go into a huge slump. Yeah. But that swing is real. It's pretty, man. Yeah. And he's got power that he's obviously quickly developing because he's hitting with more pop right now than he had in a a minors really.
1: Well, and they're, they're not wall scrapers. Right. The two he (laughs) hit,
0: Yeah. Um, I love those singles. He lines to left field. Now when they start shifting on him, they might be able to take those away because they're all going to pretty much the same spot, you know, Yeah. but it's got a pretty swing is my point. And he's really athletic. He can run. Uh, snip was not too happy with that first to third dash last night with two outs, but he was safe, but <laughs> yeah, he was safe only cause, uh, Alonzo was totally stunned that he was going. Alonzo was like, what the, <laughs> yeah, Dude, he, That happens." Uh, if, if he'd have been ready, he'd have thrown him out. But anyway, uh, uh, he's shown, you know, he's got balls, he's daring and he's, he's a really good athlete. Great in the clubhouse personality wise and all that. Uh, my point is, He's going to be hard to keep in Triple A next year, and I don't think the Braves want to. They want him here if he's going to play like this.
1: If he plays like this, I mean.
0: But I think it's too early for everyone just to assume that. Okay, they got their shortstop next year, because it's too easy to to dismiss, especially when Dansby's been going through a little bit of a lull for him. What he's meant to this team this year, throughout their rebuild, the World Series championship, and everything, Dansby. Was right up there with Freddie as far as the leadership on this team. Yeah. He just didn't put up the eye popping numbers that Freddie did, obviously. But as far as being a clubhouse leader, solid veteran presence, a guy that knows how to say the right things to guys, and 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 without being uh, an ass, without being overbearing, yeah. without being you know, he, he's just got that touch.
1: Working and every day,
0: c- plays every single day. Yep. Yeah. He's played every game this year, every inning except for one game in Philly where they were getting blown out. And Snitz said, "Come out of the game." He was kind of nicked up at the time. Says so Snitz, "Come out, you need to come out of the game for about three innings. That's it." He's played every other inning. Yeah. Leading the majors, the games played, played all once. I uh, played 160 last year. I mean, he plays every day. You know, plays through a lot of nicks and that kind of thing. Uh, and and he's probably. He's going to compete for a gold glove this year. He could win a gold glove this year. Defensively, his metrics are off the charts. He's, he's taken his defense to another level, and it was already really solid, which is my really long-winded way of getting to. The Braves can keep Dansby and move Grissom to left field. Yeah, Grissom is a really good athlete and could probably be an average to above-average shortstop, if not now, then in the future. Dansby is an elite defensive yeah. shortstop now. He's gotten to that point. And he's not, I mean, he's only getting better. I don't think Grissom's ever going to be the defensive shortstop Dansby is. Grissom is an athlete that, that is probably going to, uh, scouts have always thought he might outgrow shortstop at 6'3", when he puts on more weight. You know, sure, there was Cal Ripken, there was A-Rod, but those are exceptions. Most shortstops are not 6'3", and and tall, and, and 240 pounds, 230 pounds, which, he might be before it's all over. Yeah, I, I've looked
1: at him and thought, like shit, when he fills out. Yeah, because you know, he's still got a kid body,
0: right? And you don't want him to fill out to two thirty at shortstop, you know? I mean, no. I mean, he could still be good, but he's not going to be having the range that you know. And he doesn't have Dansby's arm either. In left field, this guy could be yeah. the guy. The, the 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 they have a need in left field next year. Now I know Rosario signed for next year, but Rosario to me looks like he'd be a great fourth outfielder. And also if the kid struggles at all, like next year, you'd have a guy. You always have injuries. We've had them this year, all year. You've seen the Braves had injuries all year in the outfield. No problem having a guy like Rosario as a fourth outfielder going into the year. That's pretty much what he was this year. Um, And and this kid's special and I could see him really flourishing in left field. And if you sign Dansby long-term, you would have your entire infield locked up yep. for the next seven to ten years, man. Seven, eight, nine, ten years. That's something to be said. Then you could build around that each year, yeah. you know, with pitching, spend your money elsewhere. And I'm talking about if they could get Dansby before a reasonable price. I'm not talking about $25 million a year. But with what they're saving on those deals for those other guys, I'm talking about Austin Riley, Olsen, of course, yeah. Acuna, and of course, Ozzy Albee. You're never going to pay those four guys more than a combined $68 million in a year. There's a That's lot insane. of teams that are going to be paying more than more than that for two stars. Two. Yeah, for two. A lot of teams are going to be paying that within the next five years. A couple of them already are now. A few of them already are. I don't know. I don't see any reason why with the Braves payroll going up, it should go up even more. With the money they are raking in because they are doing big business. They should have a $200 million payroll now. They got one eighty. million. There's, there's no reason you can't fit Dansby at about $20 million a year right into that. And then you're paying at the most for five, those five stars, you're paying $88 million a year. And then you can re-sign Max Freed. You still have enough money to sign Max Freed and then fill in the rest of it with these young guys that aren't making much money for a while. And then when the guy like Grissom needs to make money, you're going to have some other money coming off the books.
1: Yeah. For me, it's just kind of like, I don't see him being the highest bidder, you know. And then he's gotten to this point where if he was going to take fifteen or twenty, I, you know, you'd think that it'd been on the table already.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They've both been really, really quiet and careful, especially after the whole Freddie situation and having the same agent. They've been careful not to say anything. But I've talked to Dansby, you know, off the record, and uh, um, the, it, there's not the frustration there that there was with Freddie. But at the same time, he's not like you know. I'm not going to say what he said off the record, but I, I don't think that uh, this could go either way. And, yeah. I, to, and, and, and I know we, we said Freddie loved it here. And he did. He wanted to stay badly. And we've seen that from his reaction and, and his actions this year. Dansby is from here. He's not yeah. adopted Atlanta. He is Atlanta. He's yeah. born and raised here. He loves it here. He doesn't want to play anywhere else. He's not a California guy. He hates the taxes out there. And even though he looks like he'd be a California guy or a New York guy, let's face it, Dan's would be an anywhere guy, <laughs> but yeah. the way he looks and the way money's going to make on the side and all that. But he's a, he's an Atlanta guy. He's a Southern boy through and through and his lifestyle and his, uh and his points of view and everything. It, it, this is where he's from. And he wants to stay If the Braves, make him a, a decent fair offer. He'll stay and he'll be here. And I just think that team going forward, man. Oh my God, having those four infielders plus Acuna locked up in right field,
1: and the leadership. You know, I mean, it's the leadership. Yeah. You look at what Freddie's leadership did, and he passed it on to Dansby. Obviously, I mean, you could see it Dansby playing every day. But I, I always ask, how many of those guys you can afford to lose, and 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 expect the torch to just keep getting passed, and right, you, the culture every just time, to stay every time somebody leaves and passes it on, it's like guy's going to put his own spin on it, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, and you got to hope you got the right guys leading, uh, being able to watch him play every day. I mean, who better for Grissom to get to watch than how Dansby goes about his business and model himself after that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean with, with Grissom, I mean, it's hard not to get excited, but he's, he's kind of passed that first test of, can you handle the bright lights? And the next, it's a lot like Austin Riley. The next one is the league's going to adjust to him.
0: Yeah. If he doesn't start driving
1: some balls the other way. Look at Austin Riley's
0: first 20 games.
1: Yeah. And so you got to kind of pump the brakes on just thinking he's just the replacement and he's just going to be this guy. And, 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 you know, you could spend that money somewhere else because Dansby done it for a long time. And, you know, there's something. Dansby's got that X factor, man. Like he, that play he made in Arizona a few years ago where he ran yeah. and dove into center field yeah. and threw the guy out at home plate. Not many shortstops even go after that ball. You know, it's – And a lot There's of time, just something about him that's, that's special.
0: Some plays he's made at third base. When yeah. every other shortstop would throw the second or first, and he he gets that lead runner and gets him out, it was like whoa! Didn't even know that was possible to do that. But he thinks about those things. His he's got game
1: that, instincts. Yeah, he's got
0: a, that clock in his head, the geometry. He knows the angles. I mean, he's he's a savvy, savvy player. He's not yeah. a superstar, no, but he's a star, and he's yeah. a solid, solid player. That there's so much to be said for that leadership you're talking about culture we talked so much about how important the Braves' winning culture has been, the clubhouse chemistry. They don't win the World Series without that chemistry. Right. You can't just keep lopping off guys and replacing them and expect it just to continue. Because one time you're going to have the wrong guy that's going to be the assertive guy. You're not mm-hmm. going to be able to vet every time perfectly. One guy might change as he gets older, whatever. With Dansby, you don't have to worry about that. He ain't changing. Austin Riley's not changing. And Austin Riley gives so much credit to Dansby for helping him become a solid third baseman. says Dansby talks to him throughout every game. Wash says he's got the codes, man. I don't even have – he's got – all the other guys (laughs) have the cards. He's got my cards. He positions the guys now. I can trust him to do that. I don't even have to do it. Dansby does it from the field. So to expect a 22-year-old kid, which is how old Grissom will be next year, to step into that and take over, no, that's not going to happen. Or to expect yep. a guy that you sign as a tool bridge contract for a year to come in and be so vested in the Braves culture, good luck with yeah, that. that might happen, point. but it's a good chance it won't. So I'm just saying the some of the other guys you have signed long-term are terrific gr- players, great personalities, good guys, energizing guys, but they're not the kind of leaders that Freddie was, that Dansby is, those boring pros that Snit talks about <laughs> yeah. are steady yeah. guys. Austin Riley's a boring pro and steady guy, but he'd be the first to tell you he's not a rah-rah clubhouse guy. Get everybody. F- Freddie wasn't that guy to stand on. At the end, he was a lot more so. Talked a lot more.
1: Yeah, but, but Freddie's loud in the clubhouse. You know, right. there's, there's certain guys right. that they know how to be on the field, but in the clubhouse, Freddie's loud. You know, he's calling guys out. Yeah, it, it's all you know. The purpose is all for the team. You know, it's all for the yeah. better. But. Guys start doing stuff they shouldn't be doing or showing up late. You know, it's like they're answering to Freddie. And you got to have guys like that on your team. And there's other ways to lead, too. You know, it's yeah, like if sure. you don't feel like doing your early work and you're thinking about doing your early work and, you know, I'm a little sore, I'm not going to do it. And you get there at 2 o'clock and Dansby's already out there with Wash. You know, as a young guy, what reason do I have not to do the same work? But when you yeah. get a vet that's – you You come in, he's sitting on the couch in his slider shorts watching golf. right. It's like, oh, that's how we do or things. Or on his you know? phone. Yeah. Or just staring
0: at his phone for the entire pregame. You
1: know, not talking to anybody. I'm gonna grab another time breakfast time. burrito.
0: <laughs> right, right. Right. So you're not gonna change guys' personalities. And you don't want to change everybody's personalities, but it's nice to have that leader, man, that steady guy, that team, team, team. Nothing but matters but that. And gonna play at every a primo single position, day. too. Yeah, yep. and, and that's the thing, is man, you can't you can't have enough of that up the middle. I think, I think Michael Harris is going to become that guy. Yeah. I mean, he's going to become a quiet leader and pretty quickly, probably, but he's going to be that kind of guy that's steady, that plays every day, that doesn't cause any, anything, but, but positive vibes in the clubhouse, no disruptions, no distractions. He's going to be that guy, but it's going to be a while. He's 21, but, uh, I, I don't know, man. I, and I know, I don't, I'm not preaching anything to Alex or telling Dallas anything he doesn't know. He knows the value no, of chemistry. He knows the value of chemistry and Snit certainly knows the value that Dansby has. But I just hope ownership realizes how important it is that they keep these guys and they keep this Clubhouse vibe going because, uh, you know, they overcame the loss of Freddie and they've done it pretty admirably. I just don't know how many more times you got, I mean, my, Matt Olson, you know, he'd tell you, he's not that, that kind of guy that's good, you know,
1: well, it's hard to be that on a new team, too. Right. You know, it's hard to show up and just be like, right. "Here's how we do things." The whole team's like, "No, we've been doing it this way for four years, yeah. and we just won a World Series." Yeah. You know, it's it's yep. you kind of you show up and adapt more than you show up and lead. Guys, let's take a quick break,
0: and then we'll finish up the show. So, hey, big night tonight. Besides the game uh, at Truist Park with Charlie and uh, Taiwan Walker up in Rome hour, hour and a half up the road, we got Mike Soroka making his first rehab start. And there's going to be a lot of people paying attention to what happens in Rome. Uh, Jeff Schultz is going up there for us. So we'll be covering it. I was going to go, if Jeff didn't want to go or couldn't go, uh, cause I knew we had to cover this and man, I know I'm going to be keeping one eye on my game day on what's coming out of Rome and how he's pitching. It'd probably I be two or three innings. two, I would guess two, um, like first start of spring training, you know, one or two, maybe, I don't know. But, uh, He's pitched a lot of sim games down in Florida. They've been really slow walking this to make sure that he, you know, that he's doing all the drills as far as covering first base and all that because obviously you just cannot have this happen again and they want to make no. sure that he in his head he's ready, everything's ready physically that there's no chance of uh, having another problem with the Achilles. So, they've done everything they can possibly do. You got to turn him loose at some point and this is yep. it, man. This is it
1: at some point you got to take those training wheels off and push them down a hill and just it's
0: been two years since the first tear? Two years, yeah, well over two years,
1: yeah. And, and the same for him, you know, you just got to go out there and do it. Now, you know, he's chomping at the bit, but yeah, you also think about what a difference maker he could be if he can get to the point where he's ready to throw four or five innings by the playoffs. You know, yeah. you, and, you do that opener thing with him, I'd let him start, but. That's that's one of those things that's when you look at the matchups, you're looking at how are we getting past the Mets? you got to face right. Scherzer and DeGrom. Well, you throw Freed and Soroka. And,
0: and if not this year, then certainly next year. If he just shows enough this year to know that, hey, it's important for him, obviously, to yeah. get some starts in, get some innings in before that, to know going into the offseason, I'm back, I'm ready, I'm ready for next year. That's important. It's also important for the Braves. Yeah. Do, do, do we, is this a guy we can count on for next year? How much do we pay to make sure he comes back? That kind of thing. If, if they, if they see enough in the last month and a half to think we can pencil him in for the rotation next year, whether it's in the middle, the back, wherever this you is, think there's so any chance
1: big. that they wouldn't. Um, I mean, they could work something out, but he's going to make some money through arbitration if if he gets tendered, which I don't think there's any chance they wouldn't if he,
0: Right, they put right. so much into him, you know yeah. that, and and he's such a such an important piece for them, and, and is so popular with the guys, and so talented. Yeah, that uh, I don't think he's gonna get much of an arbitration raise, right? I mean, they go off of what you did. I mean, just yeah, you know, it's not, no. So even you if get a raise just though. At, right, even if he stays right at two point whatever million,
1: that's that's a, worth the gamble.
0: Re- certainly, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I would be surprised. You've come this far with him. It's been two years. Yeah. Three surgeries, all the rehab that if he shows he can at all that, that he's capable of pitch next year, I would ex- fully expect him to be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's. I a agree 100%. One. I've just seen the question asked and in my head, I'm like, yeah. God, the reward there. You know, I mean, it, what if he went to another team and he was back? Right. Right. And, and you have got him for him three surgeries three and
0: he goes in, and he's 25 years old still. Yep. All star yeah. in 2019. Yeah. Sixth in the Cy Young, I think. I mean, yeah. he was. ace
1: it's it's so easy to forget how good he was yeah i mean he was a future he was freed was was taking it back you know back seat to him
0: Soroka was the best pitching prospect they'd had in quite a while yeah yeah he was supposed to be the next of the big three caliber kind of guys you know that good Mm -hmm. so if he comes back anywhere close to that he can certainly help them in the middle of the back of the rotation next year and if he comes back better than that who knows if he just comes
1: back as himself he's an ace
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. So really eager to see that, see what happens there. And also the injury uh, with Bueller uh, out for the rest of the year, man. Season ending. surgery. That. He's out season ending surgery. You got to wonder John or
1: like he, a nerve cleanup. Or they something. don't know it's until they fair. go in
0: there. That's one of those things. El LeTras, whatever his name is, is going to go in there. So until they go in there, they're not going to be really sure what they're going to have to do. Might what be Tommy mean, John might all... be something less, huh?
1: That doesn't make sense. You well, do an MRI, right? But they're just going to Yeah, but it's been, and... it's been nagging.
0: It's been nagging. And I don't think they're really positive that it's going to be Tommy John, but I bet it will be.
1: If but, you go in there, it's Tommy John. <laughs> right. he, Nobody he's out has for the a year. sound ligament.
0: He's out for the year, and he could be out for the start of next year. But the thing is, man, if you're the Mets and the Braves, yeah. you're looking at that going, all of a sudden, you, you were expecting him to be back for the postseason. I mean, they've had a lot of injuries. And that pitching yeah. staff, you Don't know what you're gonna get with Kershaw. Is this back gonna be healthy? It's when, yeah. when the playoffs roll around.
1: Yeah. If you're the best, could the Braves, throw a perfect game or he could give up seven.
0: Yeah. Um, the Mets and the Braves, you're looking at your pitching against their pitching and going, there's you could make a case. The Mets is better, obviously, yeah. with with their guys healthy. They're they're the best, they're better than the, the Dodgers. But the Braves can make a case for having a better rotation than the Dodgers right now.
1: Yeah. Oh, if yeah. their
0: guys are all healthy. Yeah. Braves guys.
1: And I was looking at the playoff structure. Once you get to the second round, there's one day off. And then you go to the division or the championship series to go to the world series. They play two games day off and then five in a row. So it's going to make yeah. it harder for guys. Guys are going to have to do stuff like pitch on short rest. Bullpens. Yep. If your starters aren't good, your bullpen's going to get worn out. It's, it's going to make it a Braves. lot harder to manage. It's going to help some b-
0: Braves having multi-inning guys. They got yep, that Death pays off. Several guys yeah. that
1: can go more than one inning. Yep.
0: Guys like Colin McHugh, you know, that can give you multiples. And they got some more that are working into that. A guy like Freddie Tarnock could be a guy like yep. that. So Yeah, he got yeah. called up, right? Yeah, Freddie Tarnock called up today. Another guy I'm really eagerly anticipating seeing. Highly regarded right-hander. six-three, uh, great stuff. He's got 101 strikeouts, I think, in 82 innings in the minors. Has been dynamite since promoted to uh, Gwinnett. Five starts there. He's been a lot better there. ERA and whip than he was in (coughs) double-A. Like an ERA close to two.
1: I watched him throw. They didn't have the velocity on there, but his shit looks pretty nasty. Yeah.
0: Whip under one and five starts at Gwinnett. So, looking forward to seeing him. The DFA Danny Young, after he went two and a third, (laughs) scoreless last night to finish that game. So, wouldn't be surprised to see him end up back and outrighted to (laughs) triple-A. That sucks. But we'll see. So, all right, and he got goings on the team, but I added some infield. They needed another versatile infielder uh, on the bench for sure. They were going shorthanded there for a while. And, uh, char- and uh, Chadwick Trump, who was terrific in that game the other day, pulled the quad yep. on his – and then stayed in the game and got another – would have been yeah. a third double. Yeah. He uh, goes on the 10-day IL, but he'll definitely be back. So, but, uh, so that's – those are the moves today. Big game tonight, and we'll talk again about – Where the Braves do with this series, and about does how Soroka's start went. Next time we have one of these at the end of the week. All right, everybody, seven fifty-five is real. That's out. That's it. We're we're out. We're over all that. (laughs) See (laughs) y'all.